When you close your eyes very tightly, you may see a shapeless pool of lovely pale colors suspended in the darkness. Then, if you squeeze your eyes tighter, the pool begins to take shape and the colors become so vivid that with another squeeze, they must go on fire. But just before they go on fire, you see the lagoon. Wendy, Peter and the Lost Boys spent many warm days swimming there and playing the mermaid games in the water and so forth. The mermaids were not on friendly terms with them. Wendy never had a civil word from them. She often peeped a look at them, especially when they were on Maroona's Rock, sunning themselves and combing their hair. If Wendy tried to swim near them, they would dive in the lagoon, splashing her with their tails, not by accident, but intentionally. The mermaids did not speak to anyone except Peter. They liked spending time with him. At midnight, the lagoon used to become a very dangerous place and the mermaids used to start howling. Wendy never witnessed it because by then she and the boys were always sleeping as Wendy had a strict rule of everyone being in bed by seven. Even after the make-believe midday meal, Wendy insisted that the boys take half an hour's rest and on that afternoon, the boys were dozing on Maroona's rock while Wendy was busy stitching. Suddenly, a change came to the lagoon. Little shivers ran over it, the sun went away and shadows stole across the water turning it cold. When Wendy looked up, the lagoon, that had always been such a laughing place, seemed formidable and unfriendly. At that hour of the day, it was not night, but something as dark as night was there. Peter sensed that the pirates were nearby and woke up the others. Pirates! he cried. The others came closer to him. A strange smile was playing about his face as all they could do was to stand ready to obey. The order came sharp and incisive. Dive! Everyone dived underwater. A boat was approaching. It was the pirate dinghy with three figures in her. Smee, Starkey and third a captive no other than Tiger Lily. Her hands and ankles were tied and she knew what was to be her fate. She was to be left on the rock to perish. They had caught her boarding the pirate ship with a knife in her mouth. In the gloom that they brought with them, the two pirates did not see the rock till they crashed into it. It was the work of one brutal moment to land the beautiful girl on the rock. She was too proud to offer a vain resistance. Quite near the rock, but out of sight, two heads were bobbing up and down. Peter's and Wendy's. Peter could have let the pirates leave Tiger Lily and rescue her once they were gone. 
but he was never the one to choose the easy way instead he addressed the pirates imitating hook's voice ahoy there you lubbers he called it was a marvelous imitation the captain said the pirates staring at each other in surprise he must be swimming out to us starkey said when they had looked for him in vain we are putting the redskin on the rock smee called out set her free came the astonishing answer free yes cut her bonds and let her go but captain at once do you hear cried peter or i'll plunge my hook in you this is queer smee gasped better do what the captain orders said starkey nervously boat ahoy again came the voice now wendy understood the real hook was also in the water he was swimming to the boat the two pirates were very curious to know what had brought their captain to them but he sat with his head on his hook in a position of profound melancholy captain all is well they asked timidly but he answered with a hollow moan then at last he spoke passionately the game's up he cried those boys have found a mother smee did not know the meaning of the word mother and wendy exclaimed in surprise making peter pull her inside the water wondering about the sudden noise hook pointed to a never bird sitting on top of a nest thinking the noise was of the nest falling into the water and explained a little wistfully that a mother never abandons her children smee felt like having a mother so he suggested to hook to kidnap the boy's mother and make her the pirate's mother and hook agreed to it liking the plan but wendy was not happy never she cried and bobbed inside the water hook asked the pirates about the princess tiger lily where's the red skin he demanded abruptly he had playful humor at moments and they thought this was one of the moments that's all right captain smee answered complacently we let her go let her go cried hook twas your orders the bosun faltered you called over the water to us to let her go said starkey hook nervously thought that the order must have come from a ghost hook called out to the ghost who are you stranger speak hook demanded i am james hook replied the voice captain of the jolly roger you are not you are not hook cried hoarsely hook tried a more ingratiating manner if you are hook he said almost humbly come tell me who am i a codfish replied the voice a codfish which made the other pirates look at hook with some suspicion and they drew back from him an idea knocked hook's brain and suddenly he tried the guessing game hook he called 
Have you another voice? Now Peter could never resist a game and he answered blithely in his voice, I have. And another name? I, I. Vegetable? Asked Hook. No. Animal? Yes. Man? No. This answer rang out scornfully. Boy? Yes. Ordinary boy? No. Wonderful boy? Yes. Hook was completely puzzled. Can't guess, can't guess. Crowd Peter, do you give it up? Of course, in his pride, he was carrying the game too far. And the miscreants saw their chance. Yes, yes, they agreed eagerly. Well then, he cried, I am Peter Pan. Now we have him, Hook shouted. Into the water, Smee, Starkey, mind the boat, catch him. He leaped as he spoke. And simultaneously came the gay voice of Peter. Are you ready, boys? Yes! From various parts of the lagoon, the boys appeared and engaged with the pirates in a short battle, while the rest of the boys fought with the two pirates. Peter and Hook stood at the top of Maroona's rock to start a fight. Peter was about to hit him, but then... He realized that he was standing higher up and therefore had an unfair advantage. He gave a hand to Hook to help him up. But fairness was not what Hook followed. He used the chance to hit Peter twice with his hook. Peter was in pain but was more stunned by the unfairness as all children are the first time they are treated unfairly. After the first unfairness, a child is never the same, except for Peter, who had encountered unfairness many times, but always forgot it. A few moments later, the boy saw Hook swim wildly back to his boat. He was fleeing from the ticking crocodile, who was in pursuit of him. Normally, boys would have enjoyed Hook's frightened retreat, but when they could not find Wendy or Peter, even after calling out their name, they assumed that the two had already left and they all happily flew home. When their voices died away, there came cold silence over the lagoon and then a feeble cry. Help! 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 Two small figures were beating against the rock. The girl had fainted and lay on the boy's arm. They were Peter and Wendy still on the rock. Wendy had fainted from fear and exhaustion and Peter was badly injured. The water began to rise all around them. As they lay side by side, a mermaid caught Wendy by the feet and began pulling her softly into the water. Peter, filling her slip from him, woke with a start and was just in time to draw her back. This woke Wendy up and they discovered that neither of them was in a condition to fly or swim to the shore. Wendy was very tired and Peter was badly injured. They put their hands over their eyes to shut out the sight of the rising water. They thought they would soon be no more. Suddenly, something brushed against Peter 
and stayed there as if saying timidly, Can I be of any use? It was Michael's kite, which he made a few days ago. Peter tied it around Wendy's waist and asked her to go. But Wendy refused. She clung to him. But with a goodbye, Wendy, he pushed her from the rock and in a few minutes, she was out of his sight. Peter was alone on the lagoon. He could hear the mermaids who started to sing a melancholy tune, calling the moon. For a moment, Peter became afraid. A shudder ran through him. But the next moment, he stood on the rock with a smile, preparing for the worst adventure.